I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. Welcome once again to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship. And today we'll be talking with Deborah Hackworth, who is the Interim Executive Director of DASIS, um, about how life has changed for everyone in the past several weeks here, well, worldwide with the COVID-19 and quarantining and businesses closing and economic problems and um, domestic violence still being an issue. So Deborah, welcome to the show today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, maybe... um, how do yeah so we're probably going to have a bit of an uptick in domestic violence since people are home absolutely this isolation um, that people are experiencing during COVID-19 actually creates a perfect storm for domestic violence um, because abuse is about power and control This is actually giving abusers another tool that they can use in order to um, control and abuse their victims. Isolation is encouraged at the moment, right? So, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And so usually if your go-to is um, my escape from my abuses work because I work outside the home, now you're there all the time. And so it has um, made us look at staying safe during this time a little differently than um, we would when there was escape and relief from your abuser. And even in the best marriage, in the best relationship, you know, at times we just need a break. Right. (laughs) Yep. Everybody understands that. Yeah. You know, we need a break. Um when we're stuck in one place at one time um, that's beyond our control um, tensions rise and so if so um, this isolation this quarantine will not create abusers right because if you're not going to be an abuser you're not going to abuse right but it will definitely um, bring out it can bring out the worst in someone who already believes that it's okay to abuse. And provide lots of opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because really, we're captive in our homes. Right. And so if you're already living with someone who's terrorizing your home, um, it can get worse. So what kinds of things can you recommend for someone who is living in this situation at the moment? It's not like they can just... Well, maybe they can run to your office or 
um, obviously we can get online or call. Right. Um, well, one thing I would like people to know is domestic and sexual abuse services. Uh, we haven't closed our doors. We haven't um, said that we aren't going to reach out and um, be of assistance to people who are experiencing um, domestic and sexual violence, but we do have to do it differently. We have to um, make sure that not only are the people that we serve safe, but we need to make sure that our advocates and therapists are also safe in doing their job. But our crisis line is still open um, 24 hours, seven days a week. And that number is 1-800-828-2023. Um, you can reach out to us um, via our website or on Facebook, and we will do our best to serve every victim who reaches out to us. And also be able to offer them some advice as to how to cope since they're still stuck in their homes? Well, what we will definitely do, and we do this anyway, but we'll make a more concerted effort to make sure that we cover safety planning. Safety mm -hmm. planning is always essential when you're working with someone who's a victim of domestic violence. But during this time when, like I said, you're um, isolated with your abuser, then safety planning is definitely um, necessary. And so if um, I would like to go over some safety tips Absolutely. that um, we would give out for anyone who's living with their abuser, but I think it's important to highlight these things at this time especially. So um, we want to help survivors come up with a safety plan so that they feel as prepared as possible. A safety plan is a strategy to minimize risk to a survivor safety, even if they're still in contact or living with their abuser. So here's some tips. Record abusive events with as much detail as possible. Write down dates, times, sequence of events that took place. If possible, take pictures to document any injuries. It's best to keep records outside of the home that you share. And so if you're keeping these records, you may want to keep them in your car. You may want to um, mail them to a friend, you know, oh, mm -hmm. but you don't want these records lying around where your abuser can get to them, but you right. want to keep these records. When this time of isolation is over, you may think, okay, I need to go and get a personal protection order. Well, during the time when you're going to get a personal protection order, you're, it, you're, you're in crisis and you don't, can't always think of everything mm -hmm. at that time but if you have records written down then you can go back and reference those things and be able to provide that to the court so they can see your need for a personal protection order or if you need to um, report to the police you have the records that's needed right for that. very smart I never would have thought of that Mm -hmm. Another tip is if you have a sense an abusive incident is about to occur, try to avoid stairs in unsafe rooms like bathrooms or kitchens, which tend to have sharp objects mm -hmm. and hard surfaces. 
a lot of times if someone is being abused, they will run to the bathroom. And I encourage people not to do that. They usually run to the bathroom because that's a door with a lock. Right. But it's usually not the most secure door in the house. Right. And so your abuser can get to you inside the bathroom and the tub is hard, the toilet's hard, the sink is hard, you know, the faucets are hard. There's a lot of And there's not a lot of room. And yeah, mm-hmm. in your in your corner. Some people say, Well, I'll run to the kitchen and I'll be able to get something to um, protect myself. Well, that person could also get something that will help you. So we encourage that they stay away from those rooms. Stairs. You don't mm-hmm. wanna um be around stairs because many people have gotten hurt very seriously falling down stairs again pushed down the stairs now if the stairs is your exit i'm not saying stay um trapped but you don't want to take the fight to the stairs another thing you can do is tell a person you trust a neighbor a friend um if you are going into work, a co-worker, tell them what's happening. They can help you build a support system outside of your home. What uh, abuser wants to do is isolate you, right? And so the more people who know about your abuse and are able to be there for you, the less isolated you are. Even during these isolating times, you may want to, um, if you're allowed to, um, stay more in contact with your family let Mm -hmm. them know that you're okay Mm -hmm. create those um, safe words those secret words that would let someone um, know that you're in trouble I used to use the um, tell people to use the safe word asparagus I would say if I was in trouble and my mom called me I'd be like you're making asparagus asparagus but we eat more asparagus so I have right, to come up right. with a different she probably <laughs> is making asparagus yeah. asparagus my husband would be like we're on our way yeah, yeah, <laughs> not exactly. knowing but yeah. come up with something that's unique to your family mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. up with something that you can use that would clue someone in to either call for help or let them know that you're in trouble because even during this time of isolation, the police are going to come. Oh, sure. Right. The police are going to come. They are going to respond. They're not so afraid of this um, COVID virus, this COVID-19 virus that they're going to be like, Oh, these people are on your own. They are still here to serve and protect. And so they're going to come. And um, so, and let your neighbors know if you hear something, say something, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, let them know it's okay because so many times we want to mind our own business, and it's you know, and that's their business down there. Someone gave me a call, was like, Oh my god, I can hear my neighbors from four houses down, oh, wow, um, arguing, right? And I was like, Are you sure it's an argument? You know, and so what the person did was step outside so they could hear more closely Mm -hmm. what was going on and if things were to escalate Mm -hmm. you know call the police Mm -hmm. well and also the the person who is being abused should begin to realize that that if we are talking power and control and your abuser is home because they're not allowed to go to work and the income is Mm -hmm. you know affected and so they don't have power outside of the house oh Exactly. That's going to help escalate, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, um, yeah, because they thrive on being able to be, to be dominant mm-hmm. in a situation. So a lot of abusers who feel um, 
like they are taken advantage of at work or they lack power in society, they will make sure they have um, dominance and right. they're domineering inside their home because everyone in my life isn't going to walk all over me. I'm going to be able to um, exert my power in some way, whether male or female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, create a safety plan. Sometimes you need to write a safety plan down. And if you look online, there's a lot of different websites um, on the hotline um, or the National um, Domestic Violence Hotline, shelters.org, Lovers Respect, Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. Um, a lot of different agencies, if you go online, you can download um safety plans that would be unique to what you're going through because you're filling it out for yourself so if you create that kind of safety plan and if you're able to give a copy of it or a copy of your schedule to a friend or a relative or a person that you trust so that they, they know um, what's going on with you and what they can do to help if needed right rather than having them assume that you are sheltering in place Mm -hmm. make sure they know that Mm -hmm. yes that we we are staying home or you know they should be suspicious if you don't show up where you're supposed to right if there's someone in your life that you know is in a domestic violent relationship um reach out yeah check on them more than you normally would yeah Mm -hmm. um if they're not able to take phone calls text Mm-hmm. You know, um, even if you call and the abuser answers the phone, don't hang up mm-hmm. because that creates more suspicion. Sure. What I would do is be like, you know, hey, Billy Bob, you know, what's going on? I'm just trying to make sure that everything's OK at your house. Do you guys need anything? You know, yep. hey, I we all have ta- to stick right. together. And I haven't talked case. to Lucy Lou in mm-hmm. a while. Let me talk to her. You know, sure. just make sure she's OK. If you guys need anything. Hey, I've got some soup. I fixed a meal. You know, whatever. Right. right. Don't, if you call and the abuser answers the phone, don't hang up. Which would probably be your first instinct. Yes, it will create more tension um, in that home. So come up with a reason why you're calling. That may be the best piece of advice today. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times as um, friends and family members, we really don't want to talk to that abuser. We really don't. And we have often imagined if they call and if I call them and he answers the phone, I'm going to give him a piece of my mm-hmm. mind or I'm going to give her a piece mm-hmm. of my mind. This is not the time. Right. Right. This is not the time to go off vigilante. This is a time to show support. We'll save that for when uh, we're all out of this. That's right. Very strange That's circumstance. Right. right. That's exactly. Right. Another tip um, is um, memorize phone numbers. Because mm-hmm. there's only a few numbers that I know by heart. <laughs> because our cell phones do it all for right, us. Right, exactly. But you're going to want to memorize certain numbers. Memorize the number to Domestic and Sexual Abuse Service. 800-828-2023. You know, numbers that you can reach out and call and get help. And get advice for what you're going through during this time. Numbers of family members who are close who you can reach out to if you need an exca- a quick escape that will that's really important right especially if you wouldn't have your cell phone you know you can't exactly. just push the picture that your sister's number is attached to mm-hmm. so right yeah 
another thing um and i wish we could have done a show um two months ago that said so here are some things you can do to um get yourself prepared to be quarantined with your abuser right. but we right. <laughs> we are where we are yes we are and so um i would generally tell someone to keep an emergency wallet keep money um in a safe place so that if you have to leave you have some cash stored mm -hmm. what i would say if you part of your safety plan may be to um get cash app or something okay, like that right. where if you needed money and you had family members you've discussed this with mm -hmm. hey i'm gonna need 20 30 dollars for gas to be able to get out of here mm -hmm. um and i don't want to plug cash app but it's been um because they don't pay me <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know they're helpful so it is very helpful. I know with my um, youngest daughter, I got cash app and got her a cash app card. And so anytime that needs to be reloaded, I can send money directly mm -hmm. to her card mm -hmm. and she has access. So if she's in trouble and luckily the only trouble we've had is I'm at McDonald's and I don't have enough money on my card. Right. Can you send me right. a couple bucks? Right. But if she's in trouble and she needs access to money. I have a way to send her emergency funds right. so that she can be able to do what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so um, another thing is know your rights. Know that you have the right to be safe in your home. Know that um, if you're here, even if you are undocumented, that that does not give someone the right to abuse you. If you're undocumented and you're being abused and you call the police, they cannot um, deport you or arrest you for being undocumented during these times when you're being abused. This is not a time where they should be focused on that. You have to know your rights because your abuser is telling you something completely different. Right. Well, if you call the police, they're going to take you. They're going to deport you. They're going to take your children. Know your rights. And if you don't know your rights, reach out to one of the agencies and let them assist you. So if the, if you're afraid your of the police being your first call, mm -hmm. then call DASIS, call one of the agencies. And, Absolutely. And they can run interference for you. You know, with your permission. We, we can only help someone because um, part of being an advocate for victims is um, giving them back their power. Mm -hmm. And so we're not going to take anything out of your hands. You tell us what you want to do, and we will let you know how we can assist you or we can explore the options for you. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Even if someone calls in the middle of their attack, we have to ask them, would you like for us to call 911 for mm -hmm. you? And if that person says no, um, then we will stay mm -hmm. on the phone with you and um, right and try and help you through what you're going through. But if that person says no, I do not want you to call the police, then we're not going to take right. that um, option away from you. Unless there's three um, exceptions to our confidentiality. If someone calls and says that um, they're going to kill someone, mm -hmm. we have to report that. Mm -hmm. If they say they're going to kill themselves, mm -hmm. We have to report that. Or if someone tells us of any ongoing child abuse, these are the three exceptions to our confidentiality. And we are mandated reporters and have to report those things. Which 
should be reported. It should be. Yep. It should be. And the last tip that I have is, you know, and I've kind of been talking about this throughout the time, learn your local resources. Learn your local resources, what's available in your area. And if you don't know, 211 in this area is a very good resource mm-hmm. to find out. I've called 211 just to make sure our information was correct. And I was like, I need information about um, domestic violence agencies. And they gave our information, mm-hmm. plus information of other ones that are in the area. I need information about um, about food pantries. They will give you that information. I need information about health care. They will give you that information. Mm-hmm. So find out what resources are available in your area or places that you can call to uh, find out about those local resources. And 211 is a wonderful program. It and really they is. are very current. They are. I mean, they are in touch with their agencies all the time. Let me know if something's different, if mm-hmm. your hours are changed, yep. especially with the quarantine and the emergencies that we're Absolutely. under right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Find out what's available to you. Um, Knowledge is power. Knowledge is freedom. And so um, that's what um, we want to give. One tip that I give to people, and I didn't have it on, um, I didn't think about it to right now. While you're in this situation, while you're isolated, while you are living in terror in your own home, sometimes you have to give your abuser what they want so you can survive another day Mm -hmm. that doesn't make you weak that doesn't mean that you're choosing to be a victim that means you're choosing to live another day and that is what you need to do that's what you need to do for yourself that's what you need to do for your children Um, you are the expert on your life even though I've given, I've given you these tips, if this is not what works for you, um, you're the expert on your life. You know what's best for you. Just know that you're not alone. We're here to help you. We're here to listen. We're here to help you figure out what resources you may need in order to live a life free of abuse. Thank you so much, Deborah. We appreciate all that you and Desis do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.